and welcome to the Nightcap. It's our third Ask Us Anything podcast today. We've been inundated with questions. We thought, why not just get cracking on these while we're still in lockdown? Maybe not for much longer. Who knows? How you doing, Paul? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, we've been inundated, haven't we? And I put yeah. it on my own one and yeah, more than we could answer in one show, definitely, or two yeah. even. Yeah, definitely. A lot of X-rated ones as well. A lot of non-food ones. But actually, I don't mind a few non-food ones. If people want to send yeah. them to us, they're great. Well, we've all got other interests, so yeah, why not? It's like, unbelievably, we do like other things other than just food. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's what is it now? Mid-February. It's sort of slightly lighter evenings now, isn't it? Sort of a bit of... And with all the vaccines going on, do you feel like there's a bit of momentum, a bit of positive light, light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, and, you know, I think credit where credit's due. I mean, you know, the government... They've done well with the vaccines. They've they've actually done what they've said, which Ahead is I think down anything, to they? them, the army with their logistical prowess, and then you know the NHS as well. They've actually delivered. Uh, they genuinely, I think that's pretty impressive the way they yeah. have like over fifteen million now. I think it's uh, it's positive. Just just I think the most important thing is like that it stops transmission really, and that's that's what we need so we can just try and get to some sort of normality yeah of course. But, but no it's positive and like you say it makes a massive difference to me the, the lights getting a bit a definitely bit, uh, yeah. like getting brighter earlier have you been able to get out on your bike much i haven't been lately i've been using my bike in the house my oh, yeah, peloton yeah. using that yeah, quite nice. a bit um which is great especially i have the kids here i've got them in now they're in my bedroom watching netflix while <laughs> nice. i've just put a crime documentary on for them like, something. <laughs> true crime documentary <laughs> yeah um that's something like yeah, but I will be soon. Like, I can't get out when they're here, but um, yeah, I've been using the Peloton, which is ideal. Yeah, I, I keep seeing them on, like, when I, anytime I watch a video on YouTube, I'll get a spam advert from Peloton. But they mm. do look incredible. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, resistance yeah. good. It's the classes that are so good because I, you know, I've had other bikes and I work so much harder, even if it's not a live class, just because they're telling you what to do, telling you where to put it yeah, out, where how fast to ride, and you get a lot more out of it just because. You know, there's an attractive woman telling you what to do. <laughs> it does help. That does yeah. help. Awesome. Right, let's get into it, shall we? We've got like 12 questions here from you guys. Uh, the first one's from Brian, who says, is there a chef pool that you wish you had worked for but haven't yet? So that's a good question. Um, well, yeah, the, the, yeah, there is. Um, it's not... It's never like regret that I didn't, mm. um, but there's loads that I wish I, you know, I wish I would have been in the era to go and experience working for Marco, like just just, just to experience to it. it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have been able to handle it and just left because <laughs> it was savage. But. Yeah, because we've had a few people talk about Marco, haven't we? Like I remember Francis Atkins spoke about working with him and a couple of others. Mm. Like he's got he's got a, a temper on him that lad. Yeah, just a bit. And he was very, in the 80s and 90s, he was very, you know, unique and out there on his own and, yeah, just doing something, doing something different. And just the way he approached it, it wasn't that traditional starched, formulaic way. He was, he was like the rock star. Yeah. And he did, he just did what he wanted and didn't give a fuck. It was like, no fucks given, but made amazing food. Um, Outside of his chain, Marco's chains now, what else does he do? Like, what is his um, current I don't know, some ad adverts and he does um appearances and stuff i think and i don't know it really pisses me off there's a lot of chefs out there that knock him um you see it, especially on these chef groups on f uh, facebook that like call him a sellout for working for um nor and stuff like that so who gives a fuck the man's yeah. earning some money yeah, he's yeah. done really well he's uh -huh. not selling out he's just He's just like, earning a coin. Yeah, like they wouldn't say yes to those deals if they were in his shoes. Exactly. It's just jealousy because they're never going to get one star, let alone three. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, not, it's not a sellout. I mean, that's like he's earning money. He's working less. He's done, he's done his do. And he's once he, he knows like it's been well publicised. When he achieved his three stars, he was like, what now? A bit mm. anticlimactic almost. Yeah, where'd you go from there? Yeah, and why not make money off your name and, you know... Support yeah. your family or his many divorces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. What What is interesting, though, I guess, is um, maybe it's because a bit of time's passed, but you, you get to the level of achieving three Michelin stars. There is like that is the highest accolade you can achieve within the world of the in the, within the culinary world. 
then though his reputation for being like you know sort of loud and angry mm. all those sorts of things it almost starts to eclipse the achievements the like to the point where pe- the the masses just know him off an advert and shouts at people they don't yeah. actually re- realize he's good yeah does that make exactly. sense like people actually yeah, I know forget he was good at one point. and it's the same the same thing's happening with Gordon Ramsay now I see people slating yeah. him because he's got he's got a game show that he's presenting and people are like you know, going on about him, saying he's a sellout, you know, saying it's ridiculous, he shouldn't be doing it. And what really pisses me off about it is that just because he doesn't match your expectation of him, yep. they think he's wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, just let him let him do his two, leave him yeah. alone. He's done more than most you ever will. And he's just earning money. Absolutely. Like, and, so and it's, actually, it's actually because he got so good that he's now allowed to do, able to do this. It's not like he got lucky out, you know. Yeah. It was yeah, not exactly. like you could almost attribute more of that to maybe like a Jamie Oliver who never had a Michelin star and never never sort of tried to or claimed to, but he went on yeah. and sort of like did it a different way. But your Gordons yeah. and your Marcos, they were as good as they got in the world. You and know, you know, Gordon's built up a he's got the three star restaurant and many others that, that are still going strong, and he's built this team that can achieve that and run that whilst he's doing what. He wants to do, but no, I think I think that's celebrity culture all over. People get disappointed because they don't match your own expectation of them, which is just not fair, is no. it? No, absolutely. Have you seen uh, MasterChef USA with Gordon Ramsay? Um, I don't watch it; it's a bit cringe for me. Oh my god, it is. I mean, I've I've watched it for the first time this year, and obviously, I've seen MasterChef in this country over the years, and it's sort of slow evolution. Mm. The USA version, it is ridiculous. Like if if it anyone is. just has, a, if you just watch one episode, it's like I keep I keep turning to Haley and saying, "Oh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean's back." And what it is is there's constantly like like a string and drum accompaniment behind everything. Going like like it's so intense and it's absolutely mental. And like Gordon Gordon Ramsay, he like marries two people. He like, officiates a ceremony like in the middle of the MasterChef kitchen at one point. Um, he he like this. He brings in live cows and pigs onto the set. Like it's absolute. It's just it's it's normal MasterChef on acid. Like I know it's a yeah. cliche statement, but oh my word. Well, it's just what it's just what the Americans do, isn't it? To television, <laughs> Americans. I don't care what it's said. They can't make cookery programs. They Ooh, can't make them. A- they what? ruin them and that I'll stand by that statement <laughs> they ruin every single cook group because they're just they add drama and it's mm. it's like it's not well, it's a reality authentic. show not a, yeah 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 like perfect example um, which I thought was a brilliant groundbreaking show that was genuine it was heartwarming it was full of emotion was um, Kitchen Nightmares right yeah it was Gordon going to these places a small yeah. production keep and he was in there with them and he was really trying and yes, you know yeah. working with them and trying to sometimes it's successful sometimes it wasn't but you watch any American one and it's got a formula <laughs> it's like has the peaks of the dramas and then it has the drop and then it yeah. has like the success and then oh no you come in the next day you got a brand new kitchen <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that because I've never watched the other fucking hundred shows where everyone gets that <laughs> yeah exactly. like and then there's tears it's just so over dramatised it, it is, kills me it? But it's closer to DIY SOS than kitchen uh, that, that show yeah. isn't it it's more about the makeover than anything and you know most of them do it because they need a refurb <laughs> yeah. no, actually the food's great and they're doing really well on that front they just they need yeah. a new cooker <laughs> get his team in new refurb new restaurant yeah rebrand it yeah <laughs> That's brilliant. Cool, okay, let's move on to the next one. This one's from at mayo underscore one on Instagram who says, what's the best full-on punch-up you've seen in a kitchen environment? I love the language of best full-up, full-on punch-up. <laughs> like, like there's not, been loads yeah, I can like, choose from. And what's the best one? Like the best to watch? Like, <laughs> Yeah, um, I've never seen, like actually seen full-on fight. I've got between a few and stopped some. You've seen it boiling. Pull the peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just because I knew it'd be on my head, so I'd have to get involved <laughs> and stop it. Yeah. So, look, I don't need this heat at the moment, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but like full on punch up, the best sort of closest one I was actually involved in. Oh, really? Um, Go on. But we, we didn't actually end up fighting. Um, it's quite a long story, I'll try and trim it down. So, we had this new way to start when I was at Mallory. Yeah. Um, Camera was crime. Just, just come and just person you know straight away wasn't right for the business. I was on a breakfast shift and he was he was there and like Mallory Court, you know it, it's you know very smart country house, certain expectations, certain uniform standard. Yeah. And like 
everywhere I've worked as a, a head chef, I always had this issue with managers. They would never pull up their staff on, you know, scrappy uniform looking scruffy and you know sleeves rolled up and looking you know, or yeah. dirty stuff so i'd always do it i'd just have to and i was obviously a senior to them anyway and it was never received well right but okay. i had to i can't just sit there and not say anything if you yep. look like a tramp and you're serving the food <laughs> see this guy's first day and they had a, a nice uniform at mallory like a lovely waistcoat nice tie nice colors white shirt white blouse whichever and he was working he had his sleeves rolled up like to here, like really yeah. high up, um, like shoulders trying to Shelf show off the muscles he didn't triceps, have, and, yeah, yeah. and that. And you know, as he looked like a bar Salomon, you know, um, you know, working in. You just see Mitchell and Butler pop, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just said, like, really polite. I was like, look, that's not the standard here. Can you just roll your sleeves down? And he just he sucked his teeth and stared at me. I wouldn't break eye contact, and he was just like slowly rolling them down. Wow. And he went, "You're not my fucking boss." I was like, actually, I am. I'm not your uh, direct line manager, but look, I'm not having a go at you, but that's not the standard. I'm just asking you nicely to, yeah, to wear yeah. the uniform properly. Uh-huh. And he stood there and he did it, and that was it. There was just this mood in the air. Oh, that, God. And I was like, straight away, this guy, this guy's a wrong and he's a fucking mentalist. Um, <laughs> so later on, breakfast had gone. I went into the change room, come in and squared up to me. Did he? I was like, right, I ain't having this. So I stood my ground. Like, we were nose to nose, swearing at me, speaking foreign to me. I don't, I don't know what language. Um, so I basically just got in his face, told him to fuck off and pushed him out of change room. Wow. And then he went uh, to the manager. No, somebody saw it and went to the guy who was the assistant manager at the time. And now, as an assistant manager, you know, if you have anything like that happen... You've got to mediate. You've got to try and sort the situation out. Of course, yeah, yeah. He got us into the... Like a referee on a football match. Like, bring yeah. the captains together, right. Yeah. Get together. Let's talk about it. What's the problem? How can we fix this? How can we move forward properly? Yeah. He was just like, right, you two shake hands. The what? <laughs> He's like, Paul, shake hands with him. Be the bigger man. So like, fuck off. I ain't shaking his hand. <laughs> I just expect him to just shake his hand without so much as apology. Yeah, not talking it through. Yeah, and so I'm not shaking his hand. And this guy put his hand out to shake my hand to try and look the bigger man. So I ain't shaking his fucking hand. No chance. He, he needs to go. Um, and anyway, he, he left. And this guy, I try not to say his name, the manager was like, look, Paul, you've got to be bigger than that. You're the head chef. You're second to the GM here. So I don't care, really. I said, that's not how you mediate. It's not how you sort a problem out. And I said, look, I guarantee you, because you've not sorted this problem out, I guarantee you this will get worse. Yeah. Probably because in my head I wanted to make it worse. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, probably you ready to sabotage that one. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I didn't have to, he was useless. Um, and then, you know, he had a target on his back then for me. Yeah. And like, I told all my guys about it, and everyone was like, well, I know, didn't want to specifically do anything to him or get rid of him. It was just like anything, any mistake he made is highlighted now. Absolutely. And then, yeah, it was a, a few days have, later. that would have happened regardless of whether you've sh- shaken hands or not. Exactly. And that was my point. I was like, yeah. you need to, if you want to mediate, you're going to mediate. You don't just go shake hands, it's all fixed, like sweep it under the carpet. That is literally you know, it, isn't it? It's yeah. just pissed me off even more. And I spoke to him after. I was like, look, he's wrong. His attitude is wrong for this place. And, you know, that was his first day trying to make impression to a senior person. He squares up to him. I said, you should be sorting him out. Anyway, yeah, a few days come by. And then we just had this night, um, it's just his attitude slamming things around. And I just, I lost it. I had to go at him. I told him he needs to leave. And then um, he picked up a knife, leant through the pass and tried to stab me in the stomach. It was only like a steak knife, like a oh dinner knife. God, still sharp. serious? So, but like he kind of slashed at me. I jumped out of the way and then I just lost my shit. I was climbing over the pass and trying to grab it. <laughs> Oh my god! I <laughs> and then my guys were put, some of the guys just stood there like, "What the fuck is going on?" Now and there's me. I just fully lost it. His manager, the restaurant manager, I saw him. I remember him just looking and just running out into the restaurant. Just went and left us to it. Oh and my god! You know, yeah, probably I should have reacted a bit differently. But if somebody <laughs> does that to me, then I, I, I did. I just I was trying to climb over the pass, trying to grab him, yeah, and just nice. couldn't. And then the same duty manager was the guy from the um, the other day. He wasn't on the site and he should have been. So there was nobody. I was the most senior person to sort it out. And you know, obviously I'm involved. <laughs> yeah, and you're the um, thick of it. So then everyone heard about it. The guys in the other kitchen heard about it. And then they phoned the GM. And the GM's phoned me and she's like, where's 
the assistant. So he's gone. He always goes when you're not here, when he's junior manager. He always goes off for a few hours, just disappears. Wow. And then, yeah, police got involved. Um, Seriously? The police come up and I was like, yeah, let's get rid of this guy. And I was about to leave anyway. I was like, well, this is my last thing. I'll just get rid of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, police got around there, escorted him off the building, uh, got rid of him. Um, because, yeah, I mean, he, he added... Uh, Regardless of the type of knife it was, it I was a steak knife. I, tried to... I never expected you to say that. He went at you with a steak knife. That is yeah. absolutely mad. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't, it wasn't a kitchen knife. It wasn't one of mine, but... Oh, imagine if it was a cheese knife. You'd have really fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, slicing Dirty cheese into my veins. Still over it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got cheese on my apron. <laughs> That is crazy. I can't believe that. Well, thank thankfully that Mayo underscore one asked that because we'd have yeah. never have known that. <laughs> Paul but that one was that was actually in my list of many boiling points. That one. So. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Mental. This I don't, this industry never fails to amaze me. Like I have working in media. I mean, tame as fuck compared to that. I mean, I don't. What's know. the most volatile situation you've seen? Uh, I've seen like one shouting match. Okay. That was, but nothing to write home about. Like over mm. nothing between two people, like a salesperson and an admin person, who yeah. were just like, "You didn't do that brief properly. Oh, you didn't do that pre. Oh, I've never liked you. I've never liked." And then that's it. <laughs> that is just pathetic. It's handbags at dawn. It's absolutely yeah. pathetic. So I mean, yeah, I just can't even believe that the stories in the, in this industry. It's it's mad. <laughs> okay, right. Number three. Um, this is from Bruce. Bit of a weird question, but I thought I'd keep this in because it was an interesting one. Uh, he says, is sourdough overrated? Well, I'm sure you'll know my answer on this. I made I know, one yesterday. Yeah, I know you did. But why? what would make him or maybe other people think that it's overrated? Because I suppose... I think I think it's just that society thing. Anything that gets popular, there's also yeah. a, there's a pushback, isn't there? Oh, well, it's overrated. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's just, it's a unique bread. I love all types of bread and... But that, just the process of it. And I think that's why people love it and get behind of it. Because it's, it's a sense of achievement yeah. as a chef or as a foodie to achieve one. Because you know, the one I cooked yesterday and put on Instagram, I started making it like 24 hours before. And then the starter's eight years old. There's just so much love and yeah. stuff that goes into it. And it Definitely. can quite easily, even experienced cooks could quite easily fuck it up. Yeah, so um, that's why there's that sense of achievement. Exactly, yeah, and by people show it off, it's very Instagrammable, especially now. Yeah, I was going to say, um, that's probably a big part of it, of why it might seem underrated, because everyone's posting pictures of them, but they do look great. That's the thing, they do look They great. do, and they taste amazing. And no, mine, you know, I'm not as good as, say, like, you know, really good sourdough bakers, and I've got a really shit oven here. It's like a really old gas one, so it's, like, hot at the top and, like, the back at the bottom where the gas is, but the rest, it's quite hard to, to cook it, so... I think it's amazing that it turned out as it did, to be honest. Yeah. But no, I think for, for me, though, it, the only thing where I'd kind of... I'm assuming Bruce thinks that it is overrated from his question. <laughs> yeah, but, I guess so. Um, that it did get a bit boring over the past three or four years. Ev pretty much every single restaurant that opened up was like, our bread soda, our bread soda, yeah, our bread yeah, soda. Yeah. That's true. And it, it's I trendy. love it. Trendy. And there's some incredible ones and there's some pretty shit ones that are a bit dense and, yeah. you know, not not got the right tune and stuff. So, no, for me, it's, it's lovely. But, yeah, everyone... Like, that's why... Uh, part of the reason why it's salt, we've never served sourdough because I just didn't want to be like, yeah, we're doing it as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's kind of sourdough-esque in the way it's made. It's used as starter, but we use fresh yeast as well. But it's a very unique bread. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Slightly, slightly different version of this, though, then, is compared to other breads, is it overpriced, do you think? Um, I think, again, that depends on how you look at it, because it, all it is is three ingredients, flour, water, salt, yep. that's it. So it's essentially cheap, even when you're using expensive flours, but it's the time. Yeah, the work that goes into it, the, the time, labor. the effort, the skill—that's what you're paying for. I'm happy to pay extra for a really good sourdough than a, a loaf of mighty white. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's right. Do you know what? I've never been able to get my head around. I've never understood how, based on some of the same reasons, t like time, especially and skill, mm. how cheap things like croissants are. Yeah. I can't get my head around it because when you whenever you look up a recipe, it's fucking chaos and takes ages and it's yeah, very really technical. really hard. Very and yet technical. you can go and get them for like 
pennies. And it, it almost doesn't correlate. It feels like the time and effort and money, they should be way more expensive than they are. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you go to like your big coffee shops or whatever, I think Chains. I think they are overpriced because they're all machine done. And yeah, generally, so. you go into any Starbucks and they're all flat. They look like they've been sat on. Because yeah. yeah. they don't, they, yeah, they come out of a, um, a freezer, freezer and they always undercook them. So they yes. just go flat. Always. Yeah. It pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but dude, they do. They look like squished. Yeah. Um, but I'd always pay loads more for a handmade one because I know the amount of work that goes into the lamination process yeah. and getting that right. It's not a simple thing. That's advanced pastry, really, yeah, doing that's uh, proper good lamination work. Mm. Cool. Okay, next question here is from Peter. Uh, he says, how much should you spend on kitchen knives? Is it simply more expensive, the better? We had a quite a few questions about knives, actually. Yeah. Well, um, you've, me and you have had these conversations about, yeah. about knives, and I don't know what... What's your opinion on that? As because um, I, you know, as a home cook, mm-hmm. where where would your limit be? Um, so, I, I still have a set of knives that were quite expensive, but they were a present several years ago, and they're sort of in that stage now where I do need to update them. But my girlfriend's brother, we got him. A, he's really into his cooking, and we got him a really nice knife. And I asked you about it, didn't I? Yeah. And I think. For the, for the purposes of being at home and the sorts of stuff you use it for, I would rather spend a hundred quid on one knife that I would use for everything mm-hmm. than than even a few hundred quid on a whole set for different things. Because I would say ninety five percent of the jobs I do in the kitchen, you just need one good knife for. Yeah, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'd exactly. rather spend. I'd rather invest the money rather than on a set in a lovely block. Mm-hmm. I would rather spend a hundred quid on one brilliant knife. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, same at home. I I don't use many knives. I've got good knives at home, but the ones I've picked up along the the way that I don't use at the restaurants, so I've got a mixed set of random yeah, yeah. good quality knives um, that I use. But um, I went through, as a college, you know, you, you you build up these knives and then you think, I need that knife for that and that knife for that. And, I, you know, you have 20 in this ridiculous, <laughs> horrible toolbox that you carry around. Yeah. Um, but now, at the restaurant, I use four or five Really? Most, that's that it. it. it yeah. Do you all have your own? So each member of your staff has their own set still? Or? Yeah, generally. I've got some that I kind of keep separate, but then I keep mine on the section, and the guys use mine. We all kind of use each other. Some some kitchens are different. Some people are very precious about them. I haven't paid for a knife in about 15 years. I always tend to get given them. So I've got mm-hmm. nice ones, so I'm a bit more generous with them. And sometimes I get... I get one sent through and I'll share them out with my guys as well, let them have new knives or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, some chefs are really precious and they wouldn't let anyone touch the knives. I'm quite relaxed. Unless it's a really expensive one, I'll keep it keep it to myself. Yeah. And then up in the cookery nice. school, we got that sponsored by a knife brand and then, you know, I, I use them while I'm up there. I'm, you know, I'm quite flexible with them. But yeah, four or five probably. Always yeah. a good serrated for certain jobs. Uh-huh. Cook's knife, small knife, a long, I love a nice long slice of knife. Yeah, but it, it it is you do generally you do get what you pay for. So the more you spend, generally the better. better it is. doesn't mean you're going to like it though, because it is personal. Like you know, go don't just order them off the internet. Try and go and use them and see them if you can. Even just hold them because some there's some that certain chefs love, and I hate them. Like the balance is off for me. You've got to be able to hold it. Say two fingers. We have got a blade on one side. Handle, handle on, on the other, other and it should balance yeah, yeah if yeah. one side's too heavy i'm not gonna like it yeah um so just a good balance nice handle is the handle comfortable that's more important for chefs because obviously you're using them a lot more you don't use them much at home yeah, yeah, use yeah. a blade nice is it easy to sharpen all those things it's very it's very personal but yeah the more you spend the better like i went to when i was in new york one time i went to this japanese knife shop i can't remember what it's called the chefs have told me about it so i went down to the lower east to find it Spent about two hours in there. Yeah. It was incredible. Like they had these long slicing knives, about two, three grand, and they wow. were just beautiful. You, you know, incredible metal, like this beautiful Japanese artwork on them, like lovely handles. And yeah. I was just like, it was just knife porn, really. <laughs> and they had, they had samurai swords in there for seven thousand oh, pounds. Yeah, Christ. just a bloke in a bandana just shopping around. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. I'm gonna try that. That's amazing. How do you? I mean, you can't. This might sound stupid, but in a knife shop. You can't test them out, really, can you? No, they I mean, you can just hold just them. Just like a, a bag of cucumbers and a chopping board. Just, <laughs> just, you go. As long as you take your own cucumbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so is your advice to, who is it, uh, to Peter, just, what, 
Yeah, just try and if you can't, just you know, go into places that sell them and just feel them. You know, if mm-hmm. you can and have a test. Or if I don't know if he's a chef or not, it's easier if you're a chef. I can try other people's and have a little look at them. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just do your research really. And if you can get your hands on them, just does it feel nice? And is it is a good grade metal? You know, there are a few sharks out there. I got. I'm not going to say the company, but I got sent a knife just before Christmas and they asked me to promote it on social media and I looked at it and the company just looked dodgy. Right. Um, and one good test, if you get the knife um, on a metal table, if you hold it in your hand or just tap it on the metal, if yeah. it sounds really tinny, yeah. then it's a cheap knife. So, lot you know, global knives, oh. I'm not a fan personally, they're okay. But there's a lot of fakes of them going around right. and you'd know because you smack, just tap it on a, a metal table and it sounds like really tinny, really oh, thin. Interesting. And you, know, you compare it to a good one and it sounds like firm, solid, a completely different sound. Yeah. So I did that with these. I was like, yeah, these are, these are shy. And I looked at the prices and they were way too cheap. It looked beautiful. Yeah. Um, really sharp because it's Style brand new. substance but, though, isn't it? That's, and especially yeah. if they're on Instagram and stuff, it's just easy to... Yeah, I just politely said, no, sorry, I don't want to support it yeah. yeah wow interesting okay next one from tom uh he says with restaurants closed right now do you have a favorite place for a family night takeaway Good one. um well I, I don't know do you? you you've been having many takeaways not loads to be honest um hayley and i've got a bit of a thing where every saturday we'll go for a little jaunt around town with a coffee in our hand and mm. we'll often go to more in stratford upon oh, avon which great. we love for those, um, cr- is it a cruffin? The cruffins. cruffins. Oh my God, yeah. Mixture between a croissant and a muffin and they are just next level. So I've got to give them a shout out because they are a great mm. little bakery. I know you've frequented there, haven't you? Yeah, big fan, big fan. Yeah, I'll go there too much. I took the kids on Sunday and it's freezing cold Sunday. I could see yeah. everybody walking around town trying to eat the cruffins and yeah. stuff. So we just yeah. went back to the restaurant, sat in the cookery school in the warm and at ours. Yeah. Amazing. It's a great sign that even in a pandemic when it's one degree outside, there's still a queue outside more, isn't oh, there? Massive. Like, mm. People love it there. So yeah, more in Stratford-upon-Avon, that's been a great one. I still think I've had several boxes. Of course, the salt ones were bloody brilliant. Um, mm. But I know one that you've had and I've had that I, th- I thought was incredible was Akhtar's box. Oh, it's so good. Akhtar's. Uh, the value for money is, it does, almost doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's just so great. And it's uh, for two people, it's probably four meals worth in one yeah. box for, what was it, 70 quid, or 80 quid or something? I was speaking to him the other night, actually, just by text. And um, he's looking at doing something new this week as well as an addition. Right. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's something really cool. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot... Uh, l- Lot uh, cheaper entry price, okay. Like snacky kind of thing, but nice. um, yeah, I don't know if he's announced it yet. But he's gonna do something different just to mix that's it up exciting. a bit. Exciting. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Ophine. That's that's up there for me. Any others from you? Um, yeah, I've been getting. Have you been to? Because it's not that far from you. Roly Polies. Have you heard of it? No. Mate, honestly. What? So good. Roly Polies. So they had one, or they've got one. They only opened like a year ago. Um, I can't remember what it's called. A little place, the other side of Evesham. It's like too far for me to go. Okay. Um, oh, try, I think it begins with P. But I'll now look, I'll look at it online while you while you describe it. And then um, they've just opened up like a, it's a delivery unit, but a place you can pop to in Evesham, so it's not far. And they do the best dirty food. Pershore. Pershore, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. one closer now in Evesham, so it's only like it's not far from me. It's not that far from you. Honestly, Street mate, their eats. food. Is it? Like best burgers, best sausages. I had a hot dog. They call it a snag. It's a like really good quality sausage. Lovely bun. Okay. Loads of pulled pork on it, bacon on it. It's just Ooh, the best okay. dirty food ever, mate. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just clicked on it. I've just seen some of the photos and it looks unbelievable. And they get so busy. Oh. You've got to phone up and pre-order cause, wow. and get your time slot. Okay, nice. That's a good shout, that. Like it. Okay, cool. Next one here is from uh, Paul, who says, what's your favourite things to cook? Now, that seems, sounds super simple, that question, but I thought, I don't think I've ever asked that. I think We've talked about what's the hardest thing to cook or what's your favourite thing mm. to put on the menu, but what's your favourite thing to cook? I get, I get asked this all the time. Like, customers ask you it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it does change because, you know, when you do things, when it gets a bit repetitive, you get bored of it. But I'd say as an overall, just meat. <laughs> just just meat, honestly. I like, <laughs> there's so many different levels to it, so many different... So many types of meat, so many cuts of meat, so many cooking um, methods. 
so many it's endless what you can do with it and you know i love vegetables fish all of that but probably just pips at all is meat i'd always loved the meat section more when it's in the kitchen always my favorite kitchen it's generally meat and fish but sometimes it was just meat and Mm -hmm. yeah i absolutely loved that i don't know there's like it's just it just seemed like the cool kids section <laughs> you know yeah that's where the cool kids go yeah. loads of fire and a bit of aggression but then i don't know there's almost like this um finesse to it as well you've got this fire aggression angry and you could be a bit bit rough with it yeah but it's also but then there's this finesse as well whereas yeah, fish it's, it's just it's just finesse really mm. but yeah now i love cooking meat absolutely and Fair then enough. eating it <laughs> what about <laughs> what about you what do you enjoy cooking um it sounds weird, but one of the things I never get bored of making, and because I think there's something really satisfying about it when it starts to come together, is homemade custard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes. Um, no, uh, custard. Homemade custard. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a nice process, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just quite... And it's like... I don't know. I always associate it with... It's the sort of like cooking you're doing like a bit later at night where you just, oh, I fancy something. And then it's like you're in the kitchen. It's only the oven cooker light on. Mm. It's one of those. Do you know what I mean? Like, Feels a bit seductive. Yeah, dark kitchen, <laughs> just the oven light on, just whisking those yolks. And especially as if, like, especially on a Sunday, like if I'm doing Yorkshire's and I'm using extra egg whites, I'll always have spare yolks going. Ah, nice. So save a couple of them, and then just making homemade custard is just mm. really, it's just satisfying. And also because when you're whisking it all together, it's obviously very thin, and then suddenly it's just yeah. you know, when it starts to thick, and you're just like, oh yeah. And then you, if you, it's that critical point. You go over that as folks. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but nice. I love it. And also, then I've got fond memories as a kid. You know, like when you get loads of Easter eggs when you're younger. Like, I mean, a crazy amount of chocolate mm. and sugar. My favourite thing used to be with either rice pudding or custard. Having hot rice pudding or custard, and then breaking up the the Easter egg. Yeah. And you oh. pop it over the top. Oh, lovely! And then, so by the time you've gone from the kitchen to sit down, that that chocolate sort of melts a bit on the top. Of your yeah, pizza, and that's just that's heaven for me. That. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Oh, I'm hungry. Should have done. Yeah, we should, I should always save those till the end so we can go get some food <laughs> afterwards. But anyway, a few more here. Uh, one from A. Dot Mayers Beth. I pronounce that okay. right. I love this question actually, just because of the phrase. Uh, what's the worst cowboy method ever seen? <laughs> So I guess by cowboy method we mean like you know a a shitty shortcut. To yeah, it's something not done. Never to be confused with a hack. Yes, it's cheating. Yes, good. Never. No, that is good. We need to. That is absolutely right. It's a cowboy method. So it's shit. A shit shortcut. But the chefs that are doing them openly would be trying to tell you it's a hack. <laughs> and it's fucking not. It's 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 lazy. Or it's cheating. Oh, I mean. It was always already you've done in the past because it's like oh, but it is so much quicker. There's nothing I can think of I've done, and that's not okay. me being proud or anything like that. I just, sure. I just don't like always open to admit to mistakes. But I am no, I don't, I don't Perfectionist cheat. Pure, yeah, love it. Yeah, because yeah, I just don't, I just don't at all. Okay. Um, and there's a difference when people do it because that's all they know if they're not questioning it and that's what they've been taught. Yeah, sure, that's different, I suppose. Um, you know, they've just got to sort of learn it different or be taught differently. Um, and, it, it, you know, obviously worked in a lot of decent kitchens. You don't tend to see it much because those people just get weeded out straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like years ago, I remember, I remember seeing, um, I was like, what's it probably 15 20 years ago or something working in this place i won't say where it was it wasn't a great place it was quite nice um, but like a conference place when i was like much younger um there was saffron rice on the menu right yeah there was no saffron in the building <laughs> okay. but there was yellow food dye in the building oh of course there was and they were like i remember call i was young right yeah. i remember calling this guy on it who's <laughs> older than me and yeah. That so takes I, some bollocks, that does, to do. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think, like, I'd always been a bit cocky like that. And um, I just know that if I'm in a good position, I can call them on it. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you, well, it's yellow, isn't it? Same thing. We ain't got saffron, so it, it's yellow. It's like, yeah, it's not going to taste of it, is it? It's got a flavour. Like, come on, seriously. And just, like, he was almost looking like, what's, what's the problem? <laughs> 
and yeah served it i'm just wow. i'm way too proud to do that if yeah. there was none in the building i'd just be like so it's just plain rice today yeah absolutely <laughs> you know? christ i can't just, believe people how do they sleep at night and oh. it was fucking neon yellow mate neon <laughs> Like that shit was glowing. Power, Whoever, power cut, but everyone could still see. Was, yeah, that lit up the toilet the next day, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he was like over-egging um, it, yeah. Wow. That is a great cowboy method. Um, I think I think that's so, I feel like that's something we could ask all of our guests from now on, actually. That's a great question. Yes, that Cow- is a good question. Cowboy methods you've seen, I think. All seen or they're prepared to admit to. Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. Brilliant one. Okay, next one is from Donny, who says... Sorry, Danny? Donny, I can't read my own writing. Uh, is a deep fat fryer worth having in a home kitchen? Good um, question. Yeah, I mean, would you have one at home? I thought about this straight away and my gut was no. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, there's one reason I wouldn't, even though they're great. Yeah. Here you go. Cleaning up after. Oh, okay. It doesn't outweigh the benefits for me. Yeah. So obviously, like, yeah, your triple chips in them and all these different things, your donuts, all that. Yeah, brilliant. But... That doesn't outweigh for me the chaos and the mess from it. Mm. That would just annoy me. It would just get on my tits. Uh, okay. See, for me, that's not a big deal. It's more the smell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It that's clings to every well. room yeah. in the house. You close the door. You go upstairs, uh, don't you? And you're like, how yeah, does it you smell, smell up smell here? upstairs the next yeah. day. Even just brand new, clean veg oil. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Because we have, you know, up in the cookery school... We, we have a little fryer that we put in there now and again if certain canapes need deep frying. And I just said to um, I said to Brett, look, we just can't do this in here anymore. If we need to deep fry, we either do it downstairs where it kind of, the smell gets lost and there's good extraction. Yeah. Or we do it in a different place. We just can't. Because you turn it on and yeah. then you open, you go up that curtain down the bottom of the stairs, like fries on. Go. It just yeah. smells like a chip shop. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's what I think that's, that subconsciously is what I mean as well. It's yeah. all of that. It just feels like it infects the house, yeah. doesn't it? I just can't. It doesn't outweigh the goodness you get from it for me. I would only have one if I had a, like a a utility room that was completely closed off and like I could <laughs> do separate, it out there. A separate container down yeah. the bottom of the garden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just shipping for the container fryer. just for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I suppose. I mean, chips, donuts. What What are the things that come to mind? Like, if you did have one at home, would you? You wouldn't really use it that regularly, though, would you? That's the other thing. Not really, it's no. It's not really I mean, worth it. I don't think no, it's worth it. No, it's not. I mean, great, great. Um, I just, if ever I'm deep frying anything, I just do it on the, in a pan on the stove. And yeah. you know, it doesn't, I get all the windows open, close the door and stuff. So you know, you're doing the best you can, but it just doesn't seem to have the same smell. And then, yeah. you know, you can bottle the oil and reuse it. Um, but yeah, no, just just avoid. But there's those new things out. I'd only heard of them a couple of months ago. I don't know if they're any good, but those air fryers... Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. I've not really looked into how, exactly how they work. I'm tempted to get one purely because... Just to try it. Yeah, to try it. And because the oven here, like even if I'm just doing frozen chips for me and the kids, like, you just can't cook them. Honestly, they're yeah. burning around the edges and they're yeah. raw in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want something that can get them crispy and it's not deep frying them and stinking the flat out. Do or it, mate. Yeah, do it. Unhealthy. Back on here. That's, that's your yeah. homework. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, nice one. Right, this one's from Chris, who says, when, I guess this is for you, mate, when will a new cookbook be out? And yeah. would you open another restaurant? Good question. Um, new cookbook. The next one should, all being well, be out in the autumn. Mm. Excellent. Uh, we've, got, we've got our first shoot on um, Friday. Yeah, we're, I fucked up, actually. You've yeah. probably seen it on Twitter. Oh. Um, oh, we message about it. Yeah, I oh, planned because yeah, I've not been operating. I've not really got my head in that seasonal mode, kind of. Yeah. So, we, so the next book that's coming out is the first of a series of books, and this the first one is going to be meat, poultry, and game. Yeah. Right. Nice. So there's going to be five sections, one of which is game. So I've said to the publishers, right, we'll do game first because we need to be wrapped up by the end of July. Because we're still game season, we can get. I know there's not much shoots going on, but we'll be able to get some bits. Do that first. Beef, poultry, and you know, lamb or pork, any time. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, yeah, we've done it. <laughs> and then I've spoken to all my suppliers about getting game. And I, like I said, I know there's not many shoots going on, but you know, for images and doing the the plucking and stuff like that, then you know, I don't mind using frozen in its fur or frozen in its feather. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally nobody's got anything. I was like, why not? Then I looked and I've just, I had in my head that the 
main end of game season. It kind of teeters off. They all have different dates, but most of it is the 1st of February where the shooting ends. Yeah. I had the end of Feb and then ah. hair the end of March. I've just completely got it fucking wrong. <laughs> so they're all like, can't you just... Yeah. I was speaking to you know, Aubrey Allen and you know, they've been really helpful with it and they've been, they've been great. And they, they were um, they were kind of, why don't you just change it? We'll do all the others and then come game season, we'll, sh- we'll do game. So, well, no, I need... To, the book should be out by then. <laughs> so, yeah, got on, got on social media and I've, I've been inundated. I'm getting so much stuff sent to me. So things that... You know, I know people have got things in their freezer like... Um, you know, some pheasants in feather, some hares in feather. People have been out and shot pigeon and rabbits for me and sending it all over. So I'll wow. probably end up with way too much. That's hilarious. Yeah. I got I got a text from you, didn't I? Being like, <laughs> I mean, do you know anyone who could get me a fat? And then I honestly, and this is this sounds mental, but I was driving to work the other day on a road that I know Paul sometimes drives on, and I literally went, Paul, this might be the weirdest text I've ever sent, but I've just seen a dead pheasant on the A46. <laughs> If you drive by, if you drive by here in ten minutes, you could, it looks pretty good to me. It's pretty you fresh. Could, yeah, you could come and pick it up if you want. But I assume you didn't take me up on that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, oh, I had to get the kids dinner sorted and stuff. I would have sent Esme out. Hey, to two birds, one stone. That was. There you go. Yeah. Photo shoot and kids yeah. dinner. Um, yeah, it's a great shot. But you know that's the rule on roadkill. Like if you knock it over, you can't take it. But if someone else does, I can take it. I did not know. Is that real? Yeah. So oh, wow. as far as I went, somebody might. Tell me I'm wrong on this, but as yeah. far as I'm aware, so say you run over a deer, right, or a muntjac, uh-huh. you can't pop that in your boot, but the Do guy behind you can. Wow! Because like it's an it's an accident, but they, there's nothing to stop it. Like being called hunting, I think. Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah, please yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on this, somebody. But like, yeah, you're actually hunting them out, but you've because you've found it or just seen it, you didn't kill it. You're not hunting it. Yeah. Stick it in the back, on, on you go. So just drive around with your mate in front. And yeah. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. I've, someone fact check us, but that is incredible if that is true. Mm. Mental. Um, yeah. What about the idea of another restaurant? Would you ever consider doing that? Obviously, probably not these times. Yeah, something it, that couldn't be further away from my mind at the moment. No, um, I'd never say never. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's not my plan at the moment. I'd be open to doing some some different things, like um, you know, maybe having your name above it in a hotel or something, something like that. You know, like you see another chef do. I'd be very open to doing something like that. That's not as much of a commitment, but you know, salt and mass class and the cookery school. Uh, it all takes up so much of my time. I can't, you know, especially when we're trying to rebuild salt after the pandemic. Yeah, yeah um, of course. Yeah, I wouldn't even entertain it. Well, when you do entertain it, come to me, mate, because I've got a great idea for you. Okay. So, <laughs> I've done is this the cl- exclusive. Well, yeah. I mean, this is I'm co- if, I don't know. This is like intellectual property. So, if anyone listening, you can't steal this. Okay. But um, I've done the classic thing as well, using my background in in media. Of I've come up with the title of the feature first and worked backwards from there. Okay. So <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah. I've done, I've done that, but. I was thinking, right, oh yeah, if Paul was to open another restaurant, like, what could it be? What could, it can't just be like salt too. Like, it can't just be like that. Mm. What's it going to be? So I was thinking, right, what about in the same vein as like a Tommy Banks where he's got Roots? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Roots, is, it's a very, it's still very Tommy Banks, but it's a very separate to the Black Swan. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In, in yeah. it, and it's embedded in like uh, preserves, um, pickling, uh, seasonal yeah. stuff. I was like, right, what if Paul did that? And like somehow either like, got a restaurant on a farm locally to here or whatever and it was about preserves it was about that and the title obviously this is where i started mm-hmm. is because it works in two ways you see salt of the earth oh okay now that nice. do you know what nice. i could just say like the similar logo to salt but brown or do you yeah know what i mean and i thought yeah, so that, you've got the link but you know it's different i like yeah. it that's like good it. that's a great i mean it's just a perfect name yeah, you so, got the money to invest. Uh, not right now, but as soon as you're ready, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, next one uh, is, would you rather... Who? Oh, we've had a question from this person before, and I don't oh, know... Oh, Covers. How, covers, isn't it? Co- I think so. Yeah, I think it's Covers. At Covers. says, would you rather work with James again? James, obviously the guy that has provided us with so many great stories over the last few weeks. Or eat a slice of cheese. I'd eat a whole fucking block. (laughs) (laughs) A whole uh, block. Based on Um, the stories, yeah. I'd I'd, 
I'd eat cheese every day for six months <laughs> rather than work with him again. Honestly, I know I'm haggling oh, in the wrong start, direction here. See, the more you say this, I started to feel sorry for him now. Like he might be listening, going, "Oh, what was it that bad? I've changed, Paul. I've changed." Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's my storytelling. I'm getting more sympathetic in my old age, and yeah, maybe that's allowing you to empathise with him more. But <laughs> but don't seriously, if you met him. Have you met him recently? I don't want to pry too much, but have you like met him since that? Since he worked with you, sort of thing? No. Okay. No. Fine. Yeah, I won't give any way more than that because no, that's sure. one of my other stories. <laughs> Fine, okay. But there's a lot of people in the industry, um, especially as one Tony Parkin, every time he hears a James story, he always messages me. Does like, he? Yeah. He, knows. Yeah. he doesn't like James. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, well, there's your answer, covers. It is the cheese. Next one is from at Night with a Chef blog, who says, "What are your views on natural wine, and do you sell it at Salt?" I'm going to put my hands up here. I don't know what that means. Okay, I'm not an expert on it. Um, so natural wine, it's about you know just just a very very natural process. No like um, you know no modern farming methods and preservatives and all the pesticides and things like that. Um, again, I'd, I'd probably best getting like Jack on here or something could give you know sure. tell you more yeah. about it or I'll tell him to give some info because it is interesting um but in essence it's really... a bit like like organic for meat is a bit like yeah that yeah kind of sort of thing. Kind, kind of yeah there are organic ones that aren't necessarily natural ones I think um yeah. but um I tell you who's really big on it and serves some amazing stuff Brad Carter Ah. I think like either all or I know at least the most of his list is natural wines um, and they're, they're, they're great but it's, for, for me it's like anything um, there's some really shit ones and there's some amazing ones yeah. you know once it gets popular like it is now there'll be all sorts of people jumping on board it's like you know you look at your classic wines done in your modern methods yeah. there's great ones and shit ones um, of course, yeah, like anything like that guy earlier asking about the sourdough because you know some are done really badly and they get give it a bad name yeah. and I think you know, people that slate natural wine are probably generally drinking the wrong ones you know some of them taste like ass and they're just really they're too acidic and you know not great flavor generally they are a little bit more a uh, bit more higher in acid um, but yeah, I've I've mainly only really drank them. Um, I've had some at home, but I've drank them every time I've been to Carter's, okay, and they have, I kind of let them lead with it, and they do yeah. some stunning, absolutely stunning wines. Do they tend to yeah, be so, more or less expensive than other wines, or is there uh, really a correlation again, uh, there? It's hard. It's hard to say, really. Yeah. Um, okay, I couldn't really give you a proper answer on that. Yeah, you know, we've had we've had a couple on at Salt. Um, something that we. Uh, with our customer base and stuff it doesn't really sell itself and I think in a lot of restaurants it probably doesn't sell itself you need well good knowledgeable staff that know you know know it can talk about it properly and can sell it properly not just not just try and sell it to make money but you know sell it to the right guests for the right dish yeah um so yeah it works better on our tasting menu when we compare it and then people are happy to let you do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that yeah, me and Jack have spoke about, and we'd you know probably like to get some more on of the right things that work for us. Yeah. But we still, you know, I still do like the big, big classics. You know, just you know, just like you, you know your white burgundies and you know really good big reds and some of your classic French stuff is always going to be there because it is generally amazing. But we yeah. have a good mix of a reason mix of it all really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. Good question there. Okay. Last one actually here from at Banquist who says, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen during a kitchen service? <laughs> There's so many. Tough question. But this yeah, this was one of them. When when we looked at these questions, I was like, you know when you've got so many that you can't think of any? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's so many, such a crazy environment. You see all sorts. And yeah, one that stands out in my mind, right? <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was only young, like demi chef to parties, working at. Uh, I'd left the man while I was working at a hotel um, near home in Meriden, and we had a chef there who's like, he's a fucking legend. Loads of people know who he is. He was the sous chef there at the time. Um, his name's Simon. His nickname was Sandwich. Right. Glyn Pernell actually gave him the nickname because oh, right, I think because yeah. he was quite small. He was like, "Are oh, you so small? You're like a sandwich." And then it just stuck. <laughs> wow, weird one. Okay. Uh, I think that's the story. Yeah. But yeah, just his Coventry lads and me and him got on really well. Um, you know, loved a night out. If we just we used to always get wrecked together, like work hard, play hard, and we just we had a great time. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> he was just prop. They're just the joker of the kitchen always. Yeah. And I think I wasn't working this day, and we'd all been out on a big night on the Saturday. But I popped in on the Sunday morning for some reason. <laughs> And uh, Jamie Oliver had only really started getting big-ish at this point. And okay. obviously, what was he called? The Naked Chef, Naked wasn't chef. he? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> right. Sandwich was on breakfast, right? Big hotel, like, we did, did some covers. Like, well, always over sort of 100-odd for breakfast. Cooking breakfast in just his apron and his slip-on shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Small guy, oh, really, really pale, like... <laughs> Really pale skin, little bold ass on him. And that's all you could see poking out the bottom of his apron. And everyone was just dying. Like, you know, like when you got the giggles after you've had a big night out and anything will make you laugh. Like everyone's dying. And he was just cooking like like normal. And I think that's what made it so funny. It made it funnier when they're not reacting at all. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't being the lad like he normally is and prattling about too much. He was (laughs) cooking, getting the sausages on, and he was busy and he was pushing. (laughs) (laughs) Just this little white ass flying around. That is hilarious. Oh, God, honestly, thinking about it again, it brought up uh, a lot of fun memories. It was, uh, yeah, brilliant sandwich. But surely, like, the only other. Uh, like he knows he's going to make all of you guys laugh, but was there a danger with that hotel that anyone from management could walk in and go, "Oh my!" Oh, totally, God. yeah. I mean, the GM was never there Sundays, right? Okay. So, yeah, and I don't know. It, I don't know. It kind of it was a strange time there at the time. A really good group of chefs, like legendary, like exec chef, um, good head chef, chef to parties, and like um, this is where I met Adam Bateman. Yes, and, yeah, I was going to really ask good, that. So he re- Adam Bateman replaced Sandwich um, oh, when he moved. Sandwich went to open up Jessica's with Glynn, which turned to Pernell's, and then that one. So a good core group of chefs that have all gone on to do very well in different yeah. different ways. Um, but I don't know. It just felt like this, it was just this time, very unique time at a hotel like that at that level where there was too many good chefs together. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I suppose in some way it was never going to last forever because you were always going to move on to better things. But yeah, and for it was a like, time, it was just yeah, like, yeah, kind of like all felt a bit not in an arrogant way, but a bit untouchable. Like yeah. you could do what you want, but you know, just in terms of fun, not not getting away with all sorts. It was yeah. well, it was a very also, strange year. That's interesting you say that as well because I remember Adam talking about those times, and he also said that because it was such a great group of chefs as well, it was almost too easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it there was, was yeah. almost a sense of like this is just a piece of piss. Like we've got it so lucky here mm, at the moment. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What a time fun. to be alive. We had some great cracks. So that is a great one. Sandwich, if you're out there, mate, listening, kudos to you for doing that. That's, that's a lot of bollocks, <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> he didn't cook the wrong sausage. <laughs> yeah. No, that was tiny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing, great batch of questions there please do keep them coming and whether they're food related or not we'll always do a lot of food ones but any questions we're happy to 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 go for it um dm us individually separately at the nightcap pod uh, on twitter instagram just just send them whatever and maybe do another one next week perhaps yeah yeah always up for it yeah it's good crack it's hard at the moment to say oh, i'm busy isn't it <laughs> like, yeah. anyway like, you know when someone's like oh should we do a facetime saturday night over a few beers you're like oh i can't because um, because the masked singer's on. <laughs> you got nothing you can say. It's ridiculous. No, you're right. You can't. There's no get out, is there? No. So by default, we will be back next week with some more questions. So do send them to us. Uh, nice one, mate. Always a pleasure. I'll catch you next week. Yeah. See you later.